Startup Unscripted. The questions you have with the truths you need to hear. And now your host, Michael Dencio. All right, all right, guys. Welcome, welcome back. This is another episode of Startup Unscripted. Again, this is Mike Dencio, founder of Next Level Consultants. You guys know that. Um, today, we have a special, special, special guest. Um, and I say that all the time. Um, but this is special because Chloe was a client of ours and um, she did such a good job and she went through all the pains and um, all of the pleasures of the process. And I thought today would be really cool to interview you and talk about your journey, about what you went through and all the things. Um, so officially, let's let's get Chloe introduced. Her name's Chloe Myrick. Um, I don't know where you went to school. It's, I, I know I know this, but um, so you can drop that. Uh, she just started her first startup. I have a feeling there's going to be many more in the future. Maybe I don't know. We'll see here in, <laughs> here in uh, Washington. And uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, give the give the audience, the listeners, kind of like you and where you came from and uh, what specialty you are yeah. and just all the things so they so they know who's talking yeah absolutely well my name is chloe myrick i am a dentist here in the greater seattle area um, i'm born and raised in the area i went to the university of washington for both my undergraduate and dental school um, and I graduated from dental school that super crazy year in 2020 where um, <laughs> you saw your classmates were supposed to take your licensing exam in a week and never saw half of those people again. So here she is. Super crazy. Um, but um, eventually got her license in 2020. And um, I've worked throughout those couple of years before I owned at three different offices as an associate. Mm -hmm. um, each of those had a different demographic. They had um, different skill sets that I was able to grow in and all of that stuff. Um, and throughout that process, I really just realized that um, as great it is, as it is being an associate, there's something more that I was itching for. And that was to own an office. You can't that, go there yet. Yeah. You can't, Chloe, you can't go there yet. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, and, and this is special because folks, you guys all know, we've, we've got all of these uh, episodes on YouTube and I don't know who actually watches these. I know some people listen to him for sure, but uh, Chloe's in studio, so this is weird for me. Like I'm supposed to be looking at the camera, but then Chloe's right in front of me, so uh, so this is a little different in that way. But um, but yes, yeah, so check this out on YouTube. Uh, you'll meet Chloe and see uh, her. We'll we'll put like her website down there, and like um, if she's cool contact, with this, yeah. like your contact info. Because I mean, I, I would I think most of my listeners are thinking about getting into ownership and. Um, it's a it's a it's a mind bleep. <laughs> it's it a mind bleep, you know. And I think uh, having others to talk to is 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 really good. So that is my first question. Yeah. And All you right. were getting into it, <laughs> and that is um, why did why you were going there? Why why did you want to own so bad? I I get this all the time. Every day on the phone, a new a new doc calls me and says, "I want to get an ownership." And, my first question is like, why? And and it's the same conversation over and over and over, but I wanna hear it from you because there yeah. is little twists here and there. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure a lot of the listeners feel the same way. You probably are working or we're working as an associate dentist at some point. Um, and although you know the pay is good and your hours are good and you don't have the stresses of ownership, 
Um, there might be things here and there that you see as an associate that you want to change or you're like, gosh, like that wouldn't that be fun to do this or to try this? And maybe you don't have that flexibility with your job. Um, I know I didn't. And <laughs> I have that little bit of an itch that like I want to try to see if I can do something better, more efficient um, or just explore different options. So um, really kind of what it boiled down to is I wanted to create this culture for my staff. Um, and for my patients that I knew I could deliver this exceptional experience because um, it's possible, There's right? There's all these companies like Nordstrom, um, the Ritz-Carlton, all these people do this and mm -hmm. it's lost in dentistry. Um, totally. Some do, but not many do. Yeah. And patients hate going to the, all the stuff you hear. And the ones that do it crush too, right. by the way. And, it'd be, and wouldn't that be fun to be that owner that your staff goes in every single day saying, damn, I work at like a super <laughs> badass office, right? Like that's super cool. And your patients love that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just had that itch to create this culture yep. because I respect those brands. I respect Nordstrom so much. I respect, yep. you know, what the they Marriott. do. Right. All, all that at least what they stand for. COVID yeah. kind of screwed up all that, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we all know what Nordstrom tries to be Absolutely. walking that silver bag around the counter and, and, it, and, and in medical dental vet, all these medical type uh, offices can have the same feel, but right. a lot of you, you know, it's interesting because um, we, I just recorded uh, a vision episode. Folks, for those that just kind of jumped into the program, what we're doing on the program is starting from the top of a startup, like what the first step is and, and working all the way through. Uh, this episode's going to be kind of at the end of, of se let's just call it season one. Um, so we worked all the way through from start to finish, and we're calling the Once You're Open the Encore se Series. So so Chloe's in the Encore Series, but we're starting actually episode two, or episode, sorry, season two, and we're starting with Vision again. And the reason I bring that up is because um, what Chloe just described was your vision mm -hmm. for what you wanted. And it's one of those stupid consulting things that people talk about, what's your vision and what's that mean and, and all the things. And, and um, it's super clear as you're talking about it, right? Right. It's probably even it's harder, important. though, to, to deliver that. You're in right. it. Right. Um, I guess I could ask you a hundred questions about that <laughs> to to be determined. So when you said flexibility of why you wanted to get ownership, does that mean like your own your boss, money? Did it mean autonomy with clinical or was it more about wanting to create a cool place to work? It's a little bit of all of that for sure. Um, I mean, it is kind of scary being a dentist and it's such a physical job. And there's definitely part, I'm sure, in all of the listeners that thinks, gosh, if I hurt my arm tomorrow, like, what do I do, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're making good money and shoot, your career could be over. So that's not all of it, but that definitely plays a role. Um, also being a female, you know, I wanna start a family and have the autonomy and the flexibility to say, gosh, like I can maybe work this much and that's okay. Like I can live off my income, just have that work-life balance, that flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, and, and as an associate, it's like the more you work, the more you produce, the more money you make. But if all that stops or life events happen, yeah, um, that can be tough. Uh, it's making me think, though, like you did pretty well as an associate. I remember interviewing you and having that conversation of like, are you ready for a startup? Mm -hmm. Because a startup is a, a, um, a reset. But knowing that you're building a, a strong foundation to do even better. So were you worried about that income drop? I mean, I mean, a lot of people just give you a frame of reference. 
make about the same as uh, the average startup makes in the first year. Um, you did better. You do better. You did better as uh, as an associate. So you were going to take a hit. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are, are going to take a hit right. their first year. So were you worried about that? How did you prepare for that? It's kind of a short-term loss for a long-term gain. So I think mentally when you accept that, it's fine. Um, and mm-hmm. just being mindful of normal spending and, and the startup budget was so important and very hard to uh, <laughs> adhere to, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about, I'm sure. But it's kind of the same with life, right? So when you know something's going to happen and big expenses there, you just adapt to it. Yeah. So I didn't do as much damage at the anniversary sale this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she keeps going back to Unfortunately. Nordstrom. <laughs> uh, we got to get Nordstrom's right? permission with all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, um, with with that being said, the, the other question I wanted to ask you is like the scariest part. So not even talking about the startup itself, but like when you... What, what what's it feel like if you can remember what did it, what's it feel like right like making that decision to, to get into ownership specifically a startup yeah we just talked about the money that's got to be a little but what was the scariest part for you i think the initial just jumping ship um and i had been thinking about this for probably a year before it actually happened mm. and when you made something up in your mind like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and then you take action, that's scary. Hmm. Like it's exciting, but it's super scary at the same time. <laughs> yeah. um, so that initial jump, just there's a lot of, you really have to believe in yourself and have that confidence. And yeah. you know, even if you do, there's some moments where you have like an, oh gosh, what am I, what's happening sort of moment. So <laughs> Did you have those moments throughout the process too? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. Okay, Chloe. More questions, a lot more questions for the audience. So um, this is a totally loaded question. And right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the, the project is so like big, like you've got, you got to prep, you got to get, go through project management, you mm-hmm. got um, the marketing, getting re- your team ready and, and now run a business. So right. throughout that whole process, like, what did you find was the most challenging to get through as someone that, you know, never set up a company before and right. all that? I think, um, I mean, when it's your startup, you're the quarterback of the operation. So there's a point where you have all of these different people that need your attention and they need it now. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. But there's these moments where it's pretty intense, like you're builder needs the architecture plans but the permit's not in with the city and your bank needs this to be done before they give you more money (laughs) but you need the money now right so there's all these different things and at some points in time it's just this game of figuring out how to get x to get y to get z Mm -hmm. and then so that that was hard um Mm -hmm. and that was stressful and definitely i'd say like you know towards the end that last month before you open flies by Mm-hmm. And even as much prep as you do, there's moments where you're like, oh, my God, there's so much to do. Right. And getting your team on boarded. And again, if you have that strong vision, you know what you want it to look like mm-hmm. and you want it to be executed the way that mm-hmm. your vision is. So, again, it's um, it is a loaded question. But yeah, I think I think kind of that sums it up a you, little bit. All, all of the decisions and the different pieces of the yes. puzzle. And and then the timing of it too yeah. is um, I I think that like I, 
Chloe, you, you hired us, so a little self, self, selfish plug, but I think a lot of folks that don't get a consultant or maybe advisor, mentor, or mm-hmm. whatever, I, I think they, I think what happens is they, um, they go through that process and they're, uh, they're talking to the equipment rep and the equipment rep saying, you need to do this. And the contractor's like, you need to. And so like the, it's, it's not so organized, meaning like, hopefully you didn't feel that way, but it would have been that on steroids Mm -hmm. big time because there's a lot of like timing to it all that uh, can be challenging. So it's interesting that that, that was, that was one of the hardest things for you is like keeping things moving, but still having to make these decisions still, even with a consultant telling you, Hey, this is the next step. I could imagine that would be like, Oh, a hundred percent. Right. I mean, in every decision with all of that stuff, I was punt. I was really punting it off of you to say, Hey, like what, what do I do here? Right. Cause it's, you yeah. don't know when you've never done something, it's your first time we're dentists. We're mm. good at prepping teeth and filling teeth, but yeah. not a, you know, organizing your contractor and equipment rep and making sure your, you know, prices are fair and yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you, you don't, no one knows. Forget the dentist even. Um, even me the first time when I walk someone through that, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know either. It, it, it just takes, um, I, I think that like in general, when you hire these team members, you, you need somebody to be experienced. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that, um, I think it can really screw things up when someone's not that experience and it shows through, but having an experienced team um, will help you guide guide you through that process for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Did you think your team was dialed in and yes. knew what they were doing for yes. the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you helped a lot with that of building, finding the right people and the right, um, you know, different professions and stuff. But yeah, once you get a team that you trust, that's all looking out for your best interest and respects you, respects your decisions, mm-hmm. it definitely takes a lot of the heat off. Did you feel like? Um, throughout the process, like you had to manage people more than you thought you should. Does that that's make a good sense? Question. No, that's a good question. Not necessarily, um, but there there were times. Yeah. I think there's times. And when it is a time, it's intense. Mm-hmm. And then, but most of the time, no. Again, once you built up that trust, that rapport, Seems the plan was in place. Um, you just, people had to do their job. It's interesting because like, I have a, I, I talk about this, I think on the program or maybe it's, every day during coaching calls but it i don't nobody even the consultant nobody is going to care more about this than you so sure. so when you're going through this and you're spending the money mm-hmm. like if you don't take some kind of ownership in that process it's not going to work out exactly like it should yes and and you did you owned every aspect <laughs> to it i remember we you're it's my it's one of my favorite stories about chloe <laughs> it, maybe you know what i'm gonna say but um i remember her getting on the phone with me and we were going through the bidding process and the architect was picking stuff out for you (laughs) and uh maybe you don't want me to share but i think it's hilarious because she she um the the architect was was picking out a toilet and (laughs) and she's like i forget how much was that toilet oh god what's 
so much. Uh, it was like over a thousand dollars. It was crazy, dollars. right? I was like, I didn't even know toilets could cost a thousand dollars. You're like, what does that toilet do? Uh, I, was I, like, I, I, yeah. I was like, I, I don't know. It, it better do a lot because oh, a thousand. And she's like, I, and Chloe was like pulling up Home Depot. I was like at Costco. I was like, there's like, it's $150 like, and probably and, works just as good. I know. And so like, or, or the mirror also, oh, it was it. like $1,200 and you're like, I, $300 at Wayfair. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. So like, that's a perfect example of like, if you just let things happen, yes, it's going to happen and you're going to spend more. Is that yeah. uh, other examples of things like that maybe? Oh, absolutely. It's just keep it. It's what you just said of um, you care more than anybody else. And mm -hmm. even though you tell these people, hey, this is my budget, things come up and there's always unex unexplained expenses or mm -hmm. things that got went missing. Um, but at the same time, when you keep that in mind, you know some of that's gonna happen. You gotta just pay attention to even the smallest details. Cause mm -hmm. sure, saving, you know, a couple hundred dollars on a mirror doesn't seem like a lot, but when it's the mirror, it's the toilet, <laughs> it's all these different things. Yeah. All of a sudden that's your your comb beam or, you know, like that that sensor. ends up being something right, your sensor. That ends up being something that actually provides value and totally. you know, yeah. You can always upgrade your toilet, I guess, if you <laughs> if you want to. Oh, that was my well, I remember hearing that. I was like, uh wait, the toilet is what? And I like <laughs> uh no one's really dug into that. I loved that Chloe did. Uh, um awesome. All right, so working working our way through here. So um we so Chloe now what are you a month in mm -hmm. two months in yep. almost two, a month and a half yeah. month and a half yeah. in so she's almost two months in she's seeing patients mm -hmm. um, a lot of them I mm -hmm. might add so that's super exciting so but that's for a different episode we can talk about your success in another year and we'll talk about all the woes of ownership <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so so if you look back what would you have done different if anything I mean there's always things that come up, but, or maybe it was, it's perfect. I would have, gosh, it's hard to say. Um, part of me wishes I, I feel like I thought about this for such a long time and I drove myself nuts, right? Like we all can be our own worst enemy. Um, I actually connected with you back in dental school and I remember one comment you made and you were like, cause you were like, oh, do you want to own? I was like, oh yeah, maybe like five years, 10 or something. And you were like, dude, just own right <laughs> and i was like i was a scared little dental student. I was like oh my god it'll take me 20 years like yeah just i mean i guess my biggest it's not even regret but i wish i would have done this sure. sooner like yeah. there's nothing now that i look back it's like i have the skill set clinically i knew that vision but it's trusting your gut mm. and if you you can be your own worst enemy you can um you can get into analysis paralysis super easy with a lot of decisions you can waste a lot of time and energy and I think just going with your gut, um, mm -hmm. you know, being mindful of stuff like that, it's mm -hmm. really, it's taught me a lot. Yeah, that, I'm glad that that's, <laughs> I'm glad. So, it, so uh, how many years do you think you wasted, quote unquote? You didn't waste them. I but. didn't, right. Uh, maybe like, a, you, I mean, you I- You would have shaved a year or yeah, two? Yeah, yeah. To make this decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's hard though, right? Like it, it, you're doing really well as an associate. So yeah. it's kind of golden handcuffs and, and- yeah. You know, I think about like the uh, the DSO thing, and um, DSOs are doing well. The they they know how to get you guys mm -hmm. to to stay and stay comfortable, and mm -hmm. you know they're good. They're 
going to manage uh, the team and manage the collections and negotiate right. the fees and do the marketing and you can go in and check yeah. in and check out and go home and if that's fine that's fine but if you're not going to own this process mm-hmm. um it it, it 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 might not be such a great story right so totally. um actually anything on that chloe like like uh, you, because you did so well as an associate, like, did that? Ma- did you think maybe I should just do this for another year or two because I'm making good money and this is easier? Or, or did you just always want? I kind of always wanted to own. Yeah, yeah. No matter and, what it meant, or right, just a passion. Right, and I mean, I was doing really well as an associate, but I was like, I was hustle. Like, I was running three columns. Like, I didn't take lunch. I, um, for someone else, for someone else. Right. <laughs> and it was, it was hard and not saying this is, this is a different kind of hard, but it's also a different kind of rewarding. Mm. Like when it's kind of day in, day out, you're just grinding, doing that same thing, like mm. very rewarding. But at the same time, yeah, I knew my like, gosh, if I can do this for someone else, mm-hmm. I can probably do it for myself. Yeah. I did so. that. I did that for B of A for years and, um, and before B of A, it was a different company. And sometimes you just have to go through the process of like, dude, I'm making somebody a lot of money. Totally. Right. You know your <laughs> worth. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if that's you folks, then yeah. you need to get going. Like you just heard Chloe. So that's perfect. All right. Last question. And uh, and then any anything else we want to touch. But um, any advice, man, maybe that is the advice um, that you just gave for those that haven't taken the leap or um hell i try to talk people out of getting into ownership a lot like if Mm -hmm. it's not a good fit for you Mm -hmm. it's not a good fit if you're having a baby right now maybe don't do this (laughs) but but what is the advice for folks that haven't taken the leap if um they want to i would say um i'm really glad i focused so hard on my vision in the beginning because Mm -hmm. It wasn't just this answer, why do you want to own? Oh, I want to make more money or something. It really, I feel like then can be transcribed and understood by your future team members. It helps all the people on your team, your architect, your builder, your lender. It helps mm. all of them buy into your what you're trying to do. Um, and you really start to believe in yourself because you created this in your brain. Like it's your baby mm. and you created it. Um, so I would just say, you know, focus on that vision and um, also demographics. I think we didn't touch on that, <laughs> but have. it's it's huge. And I'm so grateful we paused and, you know, went through the process of ordering reports. And me and my husband drove by all these locations for weeks and really looked, gosh, how many cars are driving by, how many new developments, mm-hmm. um, all of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's probably my biggest advice is just, I mean, trust yourself, go with your gut and... I think when you're ready, do it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. go for it. I, That's, yeah. There's there's so much good in what you just said. Uh, it um, spend that prep time because mm-hmm. it does just translate all the way through. It does. Yes, I mean, absolutely. I mean. All, that's a good way of getting someone to upsell you on something if you aren't super clear about what you're trying to do. Absolutely. They, they're yeah. going to take you down that path if you don't take them down your path. Mm-hmm. That's yep. actually the best way of saying it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it happens. Even like when you know what you want to do, all of a sudden 
here's a thousand dollar toilet, right? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> okay. no, that's not my path. <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah, no, cause yeah, there's a lot of people and a lot of opinions throughout this process and you have to stand firm to what you know. And if you don't have that vision in place or you don't know what kind of patients you like to treat or what procedures you like to do, if that's not clear, then you're, it's, it's going to be harder mm-hmm. and um, your end product probably won't reflect, you know, what you're yeah. trying to achieve. Yeah. Location. Um, you also touched on location, location. Everybody's like location, location. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's so true. W- wanna, why did you choose the area that you chose? Because I, uh, I'm leading the witness a bit because everybody tells me they want to be in downtown Kirkland or right. or D- Dallas, like downtown Dallas or in the Valley of Phoenix. Like it's the same conversation. It's the yeah. same demographic report every time. Twelve hundred patients, thirteen hundred patients to one dentist. And it's like, OK, here we go. Right. So that was not yours. No, not at all. What what was your thought there? It didn't make sense to me. Like, I guess I'm not that in love with like one area like Kirkland where I'm like, I need to practice there forever. That just wasn't my vibe. It's also not my perfect demographic. I love doing a lot of procedures. So I wanted to be somewhere where I could do that. And if you're in the Bellevue's or the Kirkland's or the Dallas, maybe you have to refer more or page. There's different expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I um, I loved this area because it was a, it was up and coming and growing, mm-hmm. and I felt like it was an opportunity to be something big before it was even big. If that makes sense. No, that's exactly how. Okay. It goes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, I mean, and just driving by, it was an area, tons of traffic, mm-hmm. excellent visibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, paid a little bit more for that and paid more, definitely. Tri- tripled the signage budget, <laughs> budget but <laughs> half, half of my patients, when we ask, how do you hear about our office? They say, oh, I drive by, I saw your sign. That freaking sign, yeah. dude. So, I mean, that's it's that's probably the most critical thing, mm. though. And and you got to know your demographic, though, to do that as well. Again, because, back yeah, to the vision. Dem- yeah, exactly. Right? You knew what you yeah. wanted. And um, yeah, no, I, I every time I talk to a dentist that's got way more gray hair than me, if that's possible. Um, way older, <clears throat> tired, but have these just gigantic offices, mm-hmm. like monstrous. And you're just thinking, in this day and age, how does that office exist? Mm-hmm. And and I asked them and they're like, oh shit, we, we did this like before any of this was around. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, yeah. and and that's that's what you did. You went to a, an area that's, it's not that right now. It's not blowing up. It's a mm-hmm. great area. Mm-hmm. People live there, but in twenty years, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's going to be so much around you. Absolutely, it's just how right. it goes. Right. I just um, I challenge you folks to to do that to look at those up and coming markets. So Chloe did, and um, how many new patients did you have your first month? Um, we were open 12 days because we're working three days a week and we saw 67 new patients. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> it was busy, but well, it was really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. That sign paid off then. The sign paid off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chloe. Well, thanks for your time today. This is, just, this is totally different, folks. So yeah. I hope you you get online, check out on YouTube. Um um, and check out Chloe. Reach out to her. She's uh, she's awesome. the 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 number one thing that I wanted you guys to hear today was Chloe took ownership of her practice. She definitely took advice from Next Level and Mike mm-hmm. and Paul and my whole team, no doubt. But but 
everything we asked her to do, she did, but then she took it Chloe style. And that's exactly what you needed to do. <laughs> Every client has to do that. And um, she owned it. She drove the streets. She um, had her vision. She she did all the things uh, that made sense for, for her. And, and congratulations. Yeah. It's a no, big thanks. deal. I mean, it, but it couldn't have been done without you guys. Oh, well, Big, big role in that. Thank so, you. I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. But you're you're going to be a shining star. We'll interview her again in a year, and you guys can, we can maybe brag about your yeah. your top line. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, thanks again, Chloe. Awesome. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Okay.